It has been called one of the most sublime minutes of, in all of music, certainly in opera, music from the marriage of Figaro. And it is happening, those three minutes. It's happening this weekend here in Detroit, thanks to the Michigan Opera Theater in association with uh, University Musical Society. And here to tell us all about it and to experience, well, to get us ready for this experience, is Yuval Sharon, Artistic Director of Michigan Opera Theater, and Matthew Principe, the Director of Innovation. Gentlemen, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Well, this is amazing. This is absolutely incredible. Uh, people can experience, uh, this is 12 hours of music. Uh, I, I, I keep thinking about how amazing this is. It's going to happen this weekend uh, at um, the Michigan Theater, which is now going to come alive again with music. Yuval, just tell us about the concept of, uh, of, uh, of this program, which is called Bliss. Sure. Well, this was the uh, conceit of an Icelandic artist named Ragnar Kjartansson, who uh, performed this piece twice, once in uh, New York, once in Los Angeles. It takes those three minutes of music from The Marriage of Figaro that you started playing, uh, the moment that the Count asks forgiveness of the Countess, and the Countess grants that forgiveness. Taking that moment that, you're right, is just so sublime. It's such an incredible piece of music. When you're watching the full four-hour uh, performance of Marriage of Figaro, it comes at the very, very end, and it kind of comes and goes. Right. And Ragnar's conceit was to take those three minutes and to ask the singers and the instrumentalists to play them over and over and over again for 12 hours without a break. The same singers, the same instrumentalists. It's amazing. And it is amazing. It's an endurance test. Uh, it's definitely a marathon. Huh. But the, the conceit is so brilliant in so many ways, partially because I think it gets at the heart of what opera is all about, which is a kind of insane and absurd <laughs> exercise in so many ways, but for this incredible moment of beauty and the notion that this moment um, can last seemingly eternally is something that I think is uh, is just um, it just makes me so excited to think about what that atmosphere is yeah. going to be like as it's playing again and again. You know, music tends to answer these questions, Matthew. You think about uh, transcendent moments, uh, and we oftentimes think about them in music uh, in an otherworldly or mystical sense. Um, I, I think of uh, Messiaen's music, uh, mm -hmm. the Celestial Banquet, uh, John Adams on the Transmigration of Souls. Mm -hmm. This is a very, this is a very human, mm -hmm. uh, earthbound mm -hmm. type of transcendent because it comes down to people and relationships, mm -hmm. the power of forgiveness, uh, and uh, the power of asking for pardon with an open heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's very interesting that um, in the four hours of Figaro, as we all commonly think that Figaro is a farce and it's very active and frenetic, that in the middle of the garden scene of Act Four, everything just stops to a complete halt. And we create, uh, Mozart had created this, this moment of solemnity that everything is almost a time stretch, um, that Everything was going very, very fast, and uh, presto, 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 and then um, this moment <laughs> where everything just stops, and there's there's this moment of divinity, um, as we all as we all feel like Shawshank Redemption, um, and and many other moments um, in in popular culture that we have these moments where we just stop and take a breath, and th that that is the whole transfiguration as well, um, in which 
the count stops the entire action and reveals to himself that he has to take this moment of humility um, to his his wife, um, his his lover, who was Rosina and Barbara Seville, um, and just understanding who he is and understanding his humanity, because as the count, he's he's in charge of everything and he can do whatever he wants. And this is the moment that that he understands that he himself is, uh, you know, is, is fallible. And it's this weekend at uh, Michigan Theater. It's bliss. It's 12 hours. I mean, from from 12 noon to midnight, people can come and stay for as long as they want. You could come and stay for 12 hours. You could come and stay for five minutes. It's a pay, pay what you wish. There's parking at uh, the Michigan Opera Theater parking garage, and there's a shuttle bus that's going to take you over. And I, there's another event that I want to talk to you about that's tied into this. But you've all, so the same singers, mm-hmm. I mean, the same orchestra, <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to take breaks or are they going to like maybe have lunch on stage yes they're going to have lunch on stage at two o'clock and they'll have dinner on stage at eight o'clock so um (laughs) the hours are very tightly regulated actually for the for these 12 hours um and and when we do the rehearsal on friday um you know unlike the two previous iterations i wanted to make this production specific to detroit and that's why we're at the michigan um the michigan building theater uh, this incredible space that to me feels so iconic of Detroit. Yes. Um, you know, it was it used to be a theater that sat four thousand people and was decommissioned fifty years ago. Yeah, this is the yeah. uh, the first live performance in this space since it's been converted to a parking uh, lot. And yes, isn't that something? <laughs> I think the last live performance. Well, not. I mean, yes, it was the last live performance, and I was there for it. It was the Detroit Symphony Orchestra recording with Anto Alderati. Oh, wow, uh, and wow. they. Recorded. It's out of print now. Um, the Shemanovsky Symphony Number no. Three, and then and uh, and then the Prague Waltz. As part of that, is oh, still wow. still in print. Wow. I think that was the last performance. And you're right. It, it was converted into a parking garage, and so there's portions in the parking garage where you can still see yeah. the original ceiling of you, the theater. Yeah, and the acoustics are still really good. You know, we did we did a sound test there, and it was actually a lovely sound. Wow! Um, and so it's kind of amazing to think that us uh, coming back to this space and performing this piece, there is a sense of it being almost um, a reawakening mm-hmm. of the of the spirits that are in that building. Mm-hmm. And a big part of the piece has to do with a kind of um, nostalgia. I think Ragnar talks a lot about this music having a nostalgic quality. Um, and the costumes, you know, the singers are dressed in a mar- traditional Marriage of Figaro clothing, but they are um, staged in a way that allows the audience to walk freely around really? them and among them um, so that you can hear the piece from a lot of different perspectives. You can see it from a lot of perspectives. You get to choose the way that you experience this piece. And that's something that, I, um, that I'm really excited about that's going to make this particular iteration of Bliss unique to Detroit. Uh, Matthew, let's talk about so, uh, some of the performers uh, that are going to be there, and it's a, it's a great cast. So I, I just I keep thinking about a singer. I mean, you're a performer yourself. You're a singer. I mean, that's a lot of singing in 12 hours. I mean, good yeah, heavens. It's very interesting, but just uh, just to reiterate what you've all said, it, it going into the Michigan Building Theater, it is a temple in itself, and then having new sets that are there it very much brings in this new energy and revitalization of the space. As he, as he said, the spirits are there. 
I, I really feel that we could really reinvigorate this space and, and create that moment, even if it is for 12 hours mm -hmm. um, for, for everyone. And uh, Christopher Roundtree, who is the conductor of this, he actually performed this in Los Angeles, and he was standing on the podium for all 12 hours. Wow. He took one break, but oh, um, but it, it's it's quite been it's been quite an interesting uh, uh, a journey for for everyone in which we've been meeting on Zoom every two weeks mm -hmm. to really mm -hmm. get into a mindset. Um, as as it is only three minutes, um, it's not hard to learn this piece, but but it is um, the endurance is what will make it. Um, mm -hmm. And Corey McKern. Uh, who portrays the role of Count Almaviva for all twelve hours? He um, signed on very eagerly. He My he goodness. is he is a baritone, bass baritone of of great renown, and sings all over the world and and does many different shows. And then seeing a twelve hour opera that he's like, absolutely, let's go for this. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Nicole Joseph, who's the Countess Almaviva, she actually um, she is uh, uh, local. Um, from Michigan area, and she um, just recently was with uh, Michigan Opera Theater for at the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater when we oh, yes, performed Blue. Blue. Yeah, so uh, she's she's coming back to in person performances, oh, and goodness. she is also like, great, let's let's do a, a two act <laughs> opera, and then let's see what we're doing with a twelve act piece. Um, Diane Ray Schaff, who's Marcellina, and Jennifer Cresswell, who's Carabino, Lucia Halgren, who's Barbarina, um, Robert Wesley Mason is Figaro. Um, all all these all these members um, of this ensemble are really um, they have never done it themselves. They're making, I guess you could say, almost a role debut um, for this because while while they're very used to Figaro, this is a different uh, different. Idea of that, mm -hmm. um, Grace Whitfield um, is Susanna, and the interesting thing is, as as um, you've always talking about, yes, inevitably there will be some breaks, but I think this truly is an ensemble piece in which um, Count Almaviva and Figaro, they're both baritone based baritone roles, and. If somebody needs to take a break, they might just tap out and um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I wonder how switch over and, and, like... and, and to, to keep the music being perpetual yeah. throughout this idea um, that, yeah, Countess Almaviva and Susanna, they can switch over for, for those couple of iterations in which they need to take a break. And there's uh, another really important performing force that we have to mention, which is the MOT Orchestra. Fabulous uh, orchestra. Fabulous orchestra. And I am just so excited that, um, so you know, we, this is obviously a, a crazy endeavor for the orchestra to undertake. Yeah. And they elected to do it with a full, full, with full enthusiasm and a, and a, and a total total commitment to it and uh, a number of our concertmaster is going to be among the orchestra and a number of first chairs of sections uh, have elected to participate in this and i think that says so much about what this uh, orchestra and what this company is about if you just joined us i'm talking with yuval sharon and matthew principe from michigan opera theater it's this weekend saturday in association with the university musical society bliss at Michigan Theater in downtown Detroit. And we should mention to uh, everyone, Yuval, uh, that when when they experience this, obviously um, the light is changing. I mean, mm -hmm. the natural light Absolutely. is changing. And it's, mm -hmm. as you go into the evening hours, um, the, the whole setting visually changes. Absolutely. And I would imagine, too, musically, mm -hmm. every time it's done, again, well, there's another interpretation. That's a wonderful thing about live performance Never exactly the same. 
That is um, such a great way to say what is going to make this piece so fascinating is for people that come come in, drop in. Let's say you come in at noon mm-hmm. and you drop in again at three and you drop in again at six and then you decide to drop in again at 11. Y- you'll notice the shifts. The, the music will be exactly the same. The singers will be exactly the same. The orchestra will be the same. But the process that they've undergone will mean that each and every repetition, it's not a repetition, it's a constant renewal of the idea of Mm -hmm. the piece. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what's going to make this so compelling for audience members. And I hope also for the artists doing it, that it's never going to be a straight-up repetition. There's all, it's, for for a director, it feels like a director's dream. Well, try it again this way. Try it again that way. (laughs) You know, it's like, there's so many nuances within three minutes worth of music that 12 hours actually isn't enough uh, to to truly unpack it. and that's a testament to opera going as it is. Um, every time you go see The Marriage of Figaro, you are different. Whether the variables of whether the cast is different or or you're at a different space, it might have been raining outside when you're going into the opera house. So you yourself are different. So every time that you come back to this piece, um, any variable is changed. Uh, the only the only difference here is that the cast and the orchestra are the mm-hmm. same and the place is same. But as you just said, the um, you know if you're if you're there at seven o'clock, uh, it's going to start to be dusk and twilight, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is going to change the mood. Mm-hmm. The lighting of that will be completely different. And interestingly enough, you know this piece is actually um, the the scene in Figaro was performed at night where I think it, it is night or midnight mm-hmm. that this scene happens. So also that is is quite informing mm-hmm. how the how the singers will will react to the space. I think this is just such an amazing idea for not only people that that know this work and 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 love this music and love the music of Mozart, but let's say no one has ever ever been to an opera performance before. And this is a, a great way to experience that and to uh, hear this music and allow yourself to be totally immersed mm-hmm. in three minutes of the most glorious music. The first live performance, Bliss, Iconic Michigan Building Theater. It's this weekend, 12 hours, say for 12 minutes, 12 hours, starts at, at, at noon. You can park at the um, Michigan Opera House parking garage next uh, to the house and uh, take a shuttle bus over. Following or before... Uh, you visit and experience bliss. Uh, there's a new group exhibition by the the Wasserman Projects uh, uh, that uh, is going to, I guess, going to happen at Eastern Market. They're going to mm-hmm. shuttle back and forth. How does that yeah. work? There's a shuttle that will take uh, um, spectators interested in seeing a, a couple different events over the course of the day um, between the Michigan Building Theater and the Wasserman Projects in the Eastern Market. Uh, uh, oh, this is great. The Wasserman Projects is showing a really fantastic uh, new video art piece by uh, the singer Helga Davis and the composer Sharanova. Uh, Sharanova's maybe familiar to some Detroit audiences since she since she lives here. Um, and uh, they created a beautiful piece called Ocean Body, which is going to be uh, opening at the Wasserman Projects this Saturday. I, I really salute uh, you and your organization for putting together uh, basically – a musical happening this week, and I think this is terrific <laughs> because people can come. Peter Wharf and I, we've been talking about it. We're going to kind of like drop in and out, and you know, you're, you're downtown. You mm-hmm. can go watch this exhibition. <laughs> you can go have lunch. You go down to Campus Martius. You come back. You go, hey, let's see if they're still alive. Yes. You know, <laughs> four in the afternoon. Want to see if the you know the first violinist goes face first into the oatmeal? I mean, uh, no, this is going to happen. They're going to. Everyone's going to like have their 
their power bars and their weedies. That's right. And, that's right. And the meals. You know, the meals yeah. are going to be very exciting moments in both, both times we do the meals. And I, I should say that there's, in addition to that, I think there's this feeling that um, – that you know everyone's going to be in it together you know yeah, everyone yeah. is that that sense of that team spirit uh to to get through it is is really something that i'm looking forward to also the notion that you know this is the third time it's happened so yeah. we know that that you know the the cast of the first two iterations survived so this is doable and uh, <laughs> we could do it and we also do have a support team in which there are four actors that will be going on and off stage to support the ensemble. Oh, very good. Um, so whether or not they do need water or they do need they do need their 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 baskets of goodies in which, you know, as this like time, that. everybody has their own separate little little basket of, of what they need. So whether uh, that's Skittles or Kind Bars, <laughs> they will have that on the ready. That's great. Oh, that's it's just so wonderful. Well, uh, thank you for this collaboration. Thanks for uh, looping us in so we can hear about it. Thanks to University Musical Society, too. A great partnership that uh, you and that organization have together. Absolutely. And we look forward to many more. This Saturday, Yuval Sharon and uh, Matthew Principe, thanks so much. Thank and you. Uh, see you Saturday. See you Saturday.